welcome to Tales of Prowess, a show that delves into the mysteries, secrets, and oddities of a world that was once yours, now called the Wetlands. This show explores the small lives of those who live and die in the Wetlands. I will be your guide for these elapsing minutes. As you listen to the waves crashing against you, it is apparent that for the time being, you are one of us. A traveler, visiting from far away. So, traveler, let me tell you a tale. A tale of prowess. Snow was about up to his knees. It was difficult to walk. Robert was used to it. It was something that his father taught him. How to walk when there was little to walk on. Robert's father was a sailor, and originally from Maine. He would always take Robert on boat rides through some channels or out on the ocean. As a kid, Robert hated being on the water. As a kid, he thought it was boring. Nothing but blue and wind. Now, he missed it. Well, he didn't like being on a boat, but it wasn't better than now. Better than looking out and seeing only white. His dad always told Robert the difference between walking on a boat and walking in snow is the weight. Robert always hated his father's... Uh, fatherisms? But... Now he understood. Well, almost. See, Robert was pretty sure his dad meant the difference between walking in a snowstorm versus being on a boat in a storm. His dad would always forget key things like that. But anyway, he was right. There weren't many differences between the two. Both had a lot to do with balance, angles, continuation, and purpose. See, the worst thing to do in either storm is to stand still. At that point, you're asking to get knocked over. The trick is to keep going, keep pushing, until you get where you need to go. The only difference is, wait. Robert kept that thought in his mind as he dragged his legs through the snow with a makeshift backpack on his back filled with chopped wood. Wait. His coat, his snow pants, his boots, the wood on his back, the thought that he could be the last of his generation and that he would die alone. Yeah. Lots of weight. At this point, though, Robert gave up on meeting any sort of person. The nearest cabin was almost six miles away. So, this was it for him. Robert could see the small flickering light of his fence gate. He put a candle on the fence just in case anyone decided to walk by. And if they did, they would see the sign. 
Occupants of this residence may use lethal force past this point. Even if you wanted to say hi to someone six miles away, he would surely get shot before they knew it was a person. At the bottom of the sign, there were small letters, some frozen over, but you could still read, produced by Kor. A long time ago, he was given this land. The main safe haven fell apart because of a flood. There was a long time where Robert wandered. There was nowhere to go, nothing to eat. It was hopeless. That is, until he was found by Kor. Robert wasn't sure exactly what they wanted or what their goal was, but they promised clean water and shelter. So he took it, and now he was here, in Alaska, alone. At least he was alive. Robert finally made it back to his small home, the small light flickering outside of his window. As soon as he made it inside, he shed his massive backpack of wood and sat in his thatched chair for what seemed like an hour. Then he got up, put some wood in the fireplace, and sat back down. This was his life. He was safe. He hadn't seen a monster in over ten years at this point. He had a little garden. Sometimes there would be care packages filled with food at his door. Just food. Only cans. Nothing else. Other than a letter with the four words he despised now. Contain, order, react, effect. Robert sat there. He put some beans over the fire. Is this what everyone's life was like? Am I the privileged one here? Am I lucky? Did I deserve this? All of these questions eventually leading to the same conclusion. He hated it here. Sure, he may have been lucky. Maybe he was privileged and he should appreciate his life, but what life? Robert had been eating cans of meat and beans for the past six months. Before that, he was drying his own vegetables and praying that there would be enough sun to grow one more sprout. He didn't regret coming here. He wanted to live, but this was no way to live. At that moment, he decided he was going to leave, go south. A life experiencing is a better life than stagnancy. Robert immediately began packing. He felt this rush of excitement, something he hadn't felt in a very long time. Maybe there were other people wanting to leave too. Should he try? Talk to them? No. He didn't want to risk it. He was just going to leave. And there was nothing. Robert stopped dead where he was. Not moving. Staring at the side window. Robert was shocked. Stunned that he was even able to see it. Another human face. The figure wasn't moving. It was pretty far from the glass. Robert might have been going crazy, but this didn't look like a human face. It didn't look human. 
Its skin was pale with a bluish hue to it. Its skin was pale with a bluish hue to it. And it was... Smiling. Wide. Its eyes were unblinking. Staring directly at Robert. His clothes were a bit ripped, but Robert could tell the uniform was core. Robert fumbled. He knew he had a pistol somewhere. He turned and grabbed and went to the door. Slowly pushing it open, he could see the guard standing there. But it was only half of him. The rest of his torso was there, but his legs were gone. The torso sat on top of what looked like a bear. Brown fur, pointed nose, claws and bulbuses growing on either side of its body. Its head had what looked like to be twenty small eyes looking in all different directions. They were pushing together, making some practically useless. Robert could tell the bear was shivering, starving, about to die. It took one step toward the window and fell onto the ground motionless. Robert walked to the body. The guard was still smiling but all its eyes were still. It was dead. The last moments of life were going toward the light. Heat. Robert stared at the smiling face. Then, without hesitation, smiled himself. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tales of Prowess. If you like what we do, there is a small link at the bottom of the description, and it is a tip jar. We would much appreciate it. This episode was written and recorded by Philip Jones. Music composed by Abigail Hines. If you like what we do, you can follow us on social media at Find This Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you for the next episode of Tales of Prowess.